It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and with me is... El Bandito. If it's your first time tuning in tonight, why don't you tell them what we're all about, El Bandito? Well, right here at the Power Hour of Love, we're all about spreading the love, man. You know, our world today has gotten so hateful. Mm. Everybody's just pissed off about every fucking thing. Hallelujah. (laughs) That we figured, man, the thing to do is to get out here, get in touch with all of you beautiful people, and remind you that there's plenty of shit out here that you love. There's plenty of shit out here that we love. Oh, yeah. And there's plenty of stuff to talk about and come together about. So, you know, if there's anything that Power Hour is all about, it's coming together. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So tonight... (laughs) <laughs> so tonight we've got an extra special super rocking topic because we are talking about the little people that mm-hmm. everyone fucking forgets because we've been having so much fun lately rocking indie games. You know it, man. You know, last week, El Bandito, you know, we freaking were talking about some of these bigger games that have come up by these mm-hmm. bigger companies that everybody knows and loves. But you're right, man. We got to throw some love to the little guys. We're talking about the Kickstarters, the Flash games, the just everything that you can just find out there that's like not branded by Rockstar or Bethesda <laughs> or Ubisoft or any of those guys. But, you know, these guys that are out there being super creative and really pushing the envelope to like yeah. what's coming out. Yeah, these guys are like the rock stars of tomorrow. You know, they're the oh, people yeah. in the minor leagues right now doing stuff that's going to catch the attention of all these AAA guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the games we're going to talk about tonight have already entered the stratosphere. I mean, they're every <laughs> bit as successful as a AAA title. So it's pretty amazing to see the hard work and dedication of people who love a project so much that they're willing to practically make it for free yep. and then see them garner success based on their kick ass fucking games. Oh, definitely, man. And, you know, a lot of these guys, too, like, they'll kind of get into these things by, you know, joining these modding communities and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then they realize, like, you know, wait, I can kind of, like, make my own game. I have the power. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, man. You know, I I got a little bit of background in computer programming. And I got to say, like, you know, after our first couple projects, I know you've got some, too, man, like, you know, you kind of feel like a god. You know, you're kind of like, man, like I really could make anything if I wanted I'm to. I'm like a boss. I write dolls. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, so it, it, it's just so cool, man, that these are really, like you said, the little guys. You yeah. know, these guys that are just, I mean, there might be a small team, but most of the time, some of these games that really take off, yeah, it's one dude that like spent like a year and a half put piecing together this mobile game or this flash game. And like, then once that takes off and it gets the popularity, then they get a team together. They make a sequel Mm -hmm. or or a prequel or remake the game itself. And then guess what? Now they can sell it on steam, Xbox, all these other places. Absolutely. Make some bucks, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we shouldn't leave out the fact that a lot of these major developers and brands 
are like totally supporting the indie game world. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. you mentioned Steam, Steam, absolutely, man, that's like indie fucking haven oh, right there. It. I yeah. mean, they're hosting all these indie titles. You know, they're eating the cost of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, from on their special sales and things, just to get these into people's hands, to get people to play them. You know, it's like Steam, I compare in my head a lot to Netflix. Yeah. How like Netflix is like, you know, people bag on them because they're like, man, they'll make anything into a fucking show. <laughs> you know, but you know what? That's kind of, that's the dream. That's how you find the best of the best shit that's really out there. You I mean, it. for for years and years, we've lived in this life where only the elite, only the connected people could actually see their visions come to life. So it's great that we live in a time where the affordability and availability of technology makes it so everyone can achieve their dream. And when you see things like Xbox mm-hmm. at E3 this past year, absolutely supporting the indie scene. I mean, dedicating whole segments of their their conference to indie games. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's awesome, man. I mean, good for them. I mean... PlayStation, same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, they're just opening the floodgates for these indie games to be available on their platforms. And that's amazing. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, know, I know we know. There's, like, game modes, like, sometimes where you're like, hey, you know what? I want to play a game with a really deep story. I want to play 400 hours of Fallout, you know, and really just immerse yourself. But then in other times, it's kind of like, you know what? I just want to dive into something, have some fun. It really goes back to those like grassroots Mm -hmm. of video games. I mean, think back to like the Atari, you know, where it's like you maybe had like one or two screens, but it was what they had, you know? And I mean, of course they had arcade games and stuff like that, but you know, for the home console, it was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to get on this and play it and try to get the highest score. It's like kind of like people made their own game. It it became an activity rather than a a narrative, you know, rather than a story of an accomplishment of an achievement. You know, it, it used to be that thing back in the day where we're playing Pong was the original video game, you know, and all you're doing is just going boop, boop, boop. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, just bouncing a little ball back and forth. And I mean, we've done that for centuries, playing catch, playing table tennis, whatever, yep. you know, and those activities and honing skills and getting good at stuff, they're, they're so like kind of right brain, you know, actions where you just kind of do them subconsciously and you get good at it and have a lot of fun that, yeah, you know, we've gotten almost too ingrained in this narrative thing of like mass effects and destinies that have these amazing <laughs> stories that never fucking end and $60 you're like dollar price tags <laughs> yeah and you're like dude that's great and all but yeah sometimes like i want to take uh, like that's like living a whole other life oh, you yeah. know like my my kids in skyrim i worry about them you know <laughs> yeah, i haven't seen them in like eight months but you know sometimes you just want to play a game to forget about all that shit to relax to have fun and yeah the indie market definitely captures a lot of the joy of just gaming which is really freaking cool man and you know it reminds me a lot of the old nes days you know which is surprising to me i have no idea what's going on at the indie market with nintendo like does switch have any indie game i don't can anyone get a switch yet i I think that's (laughs) the biggest problem yeah i know when nintendo was doing their um their virtual console where you could buy like older games, That's you know, right. like the, yeah. like, but they, those were NES games, right? Those were like Nintendo games. They <laughs> did open it up though. Like where they had like third party software gotcha. okay. where you could kind of build, you know, like build on it or import, you know, your games that you would make, but I'm sure they had to meet certain, I mean, Criteria, standards sure, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I know in the past they've definitely, you know, have, have supported, you know, the indie market, but yeah, like, I mean, the switch is still so new and they're keeping things under, I, I think in the next year or so they're going to drop something that's kind of like, 
you know, and Nintendo are innovators, you know, oh, they're yeah. always kind of like coming up with some new stuff and then some other company takes it and makes it better. I mean, <laughs> hey, sorry, all the Nintendo, I mean, think about the Rumble Pack. Okay. Yeah. That was their idea, but PlayStation did it best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> the memory card, you know, it was kind of like, uh, I mean, I know PlayStation had those, but like, you know, Nintendo was like, oh, here, stick things in the controller. And it was like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, it, you know, I don't know what Nintendo is really doing right now as far, like you said, it'd be nice to get our hands on a switch so we could see what it was capable of <laughs> <laughs> but i know in the meantime you found over the the master race of the pc world out there you found a hidden treasure you were telling me about what's going on out there oh man i gotta tell you if you guys don't know about congregate like you gotta go check it out it's a website that you know you can just go on there and play without having to sign in but if you do sign in and create an account, then it keeps track of all your achievements, just like Steam and Xbox and all that fun stuff. But man, we're talking over 85,000 free-to-play Ooh. titles. Free-to-play titles? Yeah, we're talking like, I mean, I haven't seen an ad yet. I mean, I know they say sometimes, oh, you might get an ad before the game starts. I, I don't know, maybe they just did away with that. <laughs> you know, because every time I've, I've gone on there and joined into one of these little games, it's um you know you get right in and what's really cool is they're published by the people who create them so you can leave them comments you know if you're stuck in a certain part of the game you can kind of say hey man can you shoot me a little hint and stuff and people seem very cool very responsive you can rate the game you know um they could you know you suggest uh an enhancement you know so it's very much a community kind of effort but man, I just, you know, I, I, of course I did, you know, what the typical person would do is I Googled what's the best congregate games to, to play, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, there's 85,000 of them. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to sink, you know, I don't yeah, want to play... narrow it down a bit. Exactly. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's a, I mean, I know there's yeah. a lot of great games, but I'm sure, you know, there's some, I think yeah. in my lifetime I've played about 50 <laughs> NES games. I think about eight were good. So I know what you mean. <laughs> exactly. I wanted, I wanted to get a nice, you know, I wanted to, to see some of the greats yeah. and then kind of, I can explore a little yeah. bit. So one game that, you know, I mean, I'm a huge point and click adventure player, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, well, yeah. l- let me ask real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but like how, how advanced are these games? Are these like, they look like triple a games or are they a little more indie? No, like? they're definitely in the, in the flash market. Okay. You know? So he so that would probably be the best. I mean, they do have like RPGs and stuff that look mm-hmm. like super mm-hmm. Nintendo level graphics, but we're sure. definitely not talking like 3d. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll say somewhere in the 32 to 64 bit range. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I'd say maybe PlayStation one, maybe you okay. know kind of graphics and yeah well that's right in there you know so yeah like like i said it, it's it's definitely you're not playing the most enhanced things but just like you i know you know i'm this way too sometimes it comes down to the story and the gameplay that you're kind of like yeah. man i want to check this out yeah yeah so like i said i'm a big fan of like point and click adventure games you know monkey island maniac mansion thimbleweed park earlier mm-hmm. this year all i love those so i said you know what let me go and see what somebody's created you know for these adventure games so I find this game called uh, Deep Sleep, oh, and the whole okay. story behind it is you're a guy that can do illicit dreaming. Oh, you know? lucid dreaming, uh, not illicit. Uh, Illicit's like pornography. There dreaming. you go. <laughs> you know, like that was what I thought it was. And so of course I jumped in and I realized that you're right. The illicit dreaming. So yeah. it was the you know, and I mean, there's been like some horror movies like Insidious and stuff that have kind of played with this. You know, where people go to sleep and then they like leave their body, and mm-hmm. you know, monsters are out there. Yeah. And stuff. Well, that's what it starts. You know, you kind of you, know, you go to sleep 
And then you're like in this dream world and you're clicking around and you're opening drawers and stuff and then things start to change. But man, just like all the little things that they added in there were so fun. And even things were like, you know, in some of these point and click games, you never really die. You kind of like get stuck somewhere. But no, there was actually like enemies Oh, and I wasn't expecting it. Okay, <laughs> So I definitely died a couple of times, but it like got me to go back and keep playing. Mm-hmm. So I beat the first game. It took me about 30 minutes. So I mean, it's not, you know, this isn't an all day thing. Sure. But then I learned that there's sequels. Like, this is actually part of a trilogy that this particular user had put together. Wow. So I actually went through and played each game in the trilogy. Okay. And, man, like, they just got, like, better and better. And nice. they're creepy and, like, kind of freaky and even kind of Lovecraftian in some parts. So it's, like, this was, like, right up my alley. And I was <laughs> mega impressed. Like, I was just kind of like, man, this is free and, like, this guy could totally like remake this and mm-hmm. like make a solid game for like the iPad or something like because it is it's all in first person you're clicking around collecting things <laughs> moving them to the, it's it's the classic point and click stuff but I was just really impressed by the narrative behind it and the story I was like you know without there being like word by word or even like speaking like it's sure. just the the game itself told the story so I was I was super impressed by that that's awesome man. Um, one other game, just to kind of mention real quick, there's a game called uh, Don't Escape. Now, there, this is also, a, I, these are all actually created by either the same user or like friends of that user. So okay. I guess like, you know, he, he created like a, a fad on there. So okay. this one, they're not really point and click adventures. This was like the whole thing in the first game is you're a guy who's a werewolf. Okay. So what you got to do is you have a hut. And it's probably like based in like, you know, the 1800s or something like that. But you have to try to secure the hut so that you can't get out and like go murder in the village. Oh, gotcha. So you got to go around and find shit, you know, like in the house and like, you know, if you forget to do something, most likely you're going to break out and probably kill at least a couple of the villagers. Yeah, yeah. So like if you kill too many, they come and kill you or something? Well, that's just the thing. You're trying to get it so you don't kill anybody. Right. Okay. So, but yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it kind of gets a little monotonous in some cases. You're like, oh shit, I just forgot to lock the door. Fuck. You know, and it's like, it's like, yeah, you killed two people, you know, maybe. Maybe try again, maybe next time. And it yeah. won't. So, yeah, the whole thing behind, they give a little uh, story. Like, if you kill too many people, like, monster monster hunters show up and they kill sure. you. So, yeah, I, I was eventually able to, to complete it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that was actually really badass. <laughs> like, I was like, this is really neat. And then once again, I found out, oh, they have a sequel. But rather than just repeating or continuing the werewolf story, this one was about a zombie outbreak, oh. and it's like you're trying to you're trying to secure a bunker so the zombies don't get in. Okay, but they expanded on where you could leave the bunker area and like go to a gas station and go to a uh, like a, a food place and stuff. Nice. You know, so I was like, man, they've really like they really took the ball and ran with it. And then the third game was that it was took place on a on a spaceship. So okay. it's like alien kind of shit. You're trying to secure the the spaceship. So each one has its own like Yeah, story. man, that sounds awesome. Like they're just kind of reinventing the game as it goes along and they yeah. have whole new scenarios, but the the core concept is the same. Exactly. But it just goes to show you how like you can take the same concept and do so many different interesting things with it. Hell I mean, yeah. it, it reminds me of like Portal. Yes. You know, like yes. Portal is just so versatile off of just one core idea, you know? You know it, man. And it's it, it really impresses you like just all the different things that they put in to the game that you can interact with and try because like you know at, at their source like i said people would probably call them adventure games but mm-hmm. i was like 
that's just a cool concept. You're you're aware. You're already a werewolf. Yeah. You know, you can't stop that, but you gotta try to figure out a way to, um, you know, make you not kill all these people. So I was like, that's that's really cool. So that's my thing. If you got, you know, go out there, congregates completely free. You guys can play all the titles we've mentioned. And yeah, just go out there, check them out. Hit, you know, a script welder I know is the the main guy's name that's kind of put together most of these games that okay. I've mentioned. So yeah, hit script welder up. Awesome games. He's I mean, you can look on YouTube too. I know some people have some playthroughs mm-hmm. and stuff, but play them yourself. Like sure. it's really cool when you get into them. Cause at first you might be like, ah, oh, it doesn't look the best. But then once you actually dig into it, you're like, this is pretty freaking cool. Well, yeah. dude, what what I really like about it, this is congregate with a K. Yes. Like, uh, you know, Donkey Kong or yes, <laughs> King yes, Kong, however yes. you want to think about it. But I like that. I love the name, man. So, yeah, get out there. Show some love congregates way, man. Go out there. Check out these really neat games. I mean, like we said, these are the sort of kind of uh, just a game for the joy of gaming. It's not yes. going to shatter any graphics barriers or, you know, <laughs> blow your mind with its in-depth narrative of 4,000 different characters in the live they lead. But man, they're just damn fun Hell and they yeah. don't get enough credit for being as fun as they freaking are. And we've got a couple of other really awesome titles that both of us have dived into over on steam that we'd like to talk about and share with you guys and maybe pique your interest in some of these awesome indie games. But real quick, we're going to go ahead and take a break and give you guys some podunk news. Podunk news. Oh, man. Yeah, we got some awesome podunk news coming at you guys. And, yeah, the first things first, you know, if we're going to talk about podunk I mean, maybe not so much being played on Podunk Radio, but a group that definitely appeals to the Podunk crowd. We can't go without mentioning the Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Juggalos and the ICP and, you know, themselves. I don't think there's any mixed feeling. Juggalos are fucking weird and dangerous. <laughs> Stay away from them. <laughs> well, you know, they got their whole thing where it's like, you know, they're trying to fight the FBI because they've been labeled as a, uh, a gang, a gang yeah, you know, yeah. and, and Juggalo chicks are really stupid hot, you know, <laughs> and I mean, you know, That's hey, I, weird. you know, I think it kind of goes back to those things where it's like, yeah, if you're a fan of this, of this band or you have mm-hmm. a tattoo or so, you shouldn't be labeled as like a, a criminal, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's like you, you just like their music i mean i know there's you know it's like the whole bad apple scenario but uh icp loves to do this uh you know this yearly event called hollow wicked and you know it's on halloween in detroit which i'm not sure if you're aware el bandito but devil's night the night before halloween is a very dangerous night in detroit I, I'm pretty sure every night in Detroit's pretty fucking dangerous, <laughs> but I'll take your word that it's more dangerous than normal nights in Detroit. Yeah, well, the thing is, is like people have this weird thing about arson. Like they just like to huh. start fires, you know, burning down businesses. It's just you know, probably also gang related, you know. But okay. you know, so they, you know, they they tell people not making a good case for the Juggalos, the uh, gang related fires <laughs> the well, day I'm, before their concert. There's <laughs> definitely a lot of other gangs in Detroit. But sure, yeah, I'm sure, sure the Juggalos have. <laughs> their own pull on that but either way even though they it's not a super safe time to go out you know they still do this uh this hollow wicked show and it's at one of the old venues that they used to go to so um you know they go back and you know the place always sells out well this year they made it very special you know and they said you know we're going to release the name and show you guys the artwork for the fourth joker's card of their new 
deck, you know? Nice. Yeah, their album series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they first did the six, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, that's real cool. It's innovative. You know, when they came out with this like second deck, I was kind of like, ah, dude, this is kind of, you know, you're, re- you know, you're just, <laughs> go, don't you have anything new? Come back, you know? But either way, they've released the, the, the artwork and the title, and the title of the new fourth Joker's card is Fearless Fred Fury. Okay, that's so, a pretty wild name. Triple you know, you, F. Yeah, you had the, you know, you had you know the great Malenko, the amazing Jekyll brothers. Now you're gonna have fearless Fred Fury. Now, and his the artwork looks cool. You mm-hmm. know, Shaggy Two does all the artwork and stuff like that. So it definitely looks like a Joker's card. Nice. I'm sure it's gonna look awesome on a T-shirt. But we wanted to share that with you guys that you know uh, ICP has released the title. And the artwork for their upcoming album. No release date yet. You know, it's probably it might be a double album. They like to do that. Absolutely. Too, and so. I do want to reiterate that like I really like ICP. And uh, Bull's the one who was talking shit about their Joker deck being unoriginal, so <laughs> feel free to burn down his house, not mine. <laughs> hey, I never said it wasn't original. I just thought that, you know, they kind of had already done that. So yeah. for them to say, oh, this is just deck two, it's like, well, are they going to have deck three? Like, are these guys going to be like 60 years old? Here's the fourth Joker's card. Uh, for- I, again, just want to point out that <laughs> I think they could do as many decks as they want. That's totally fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Right, our next piece of news real quick we're throwing at you is the debut of Thor Ragnarok that came out Ooh. last weekend, man. Oh, my gosh. This thing, it was a roaring success. It ranked in at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes when all is said and done. Got an 8.2 over at IMDb and is absolutely crushing it so far. So this, you know, I have to say I did get out there and go check this out. Loved it. I'm not going to give you guys any spoilers. <laughs> go and see it. It was a super roller coaster. It was super fun. And it's interesting that in a few weeks, the Justice League movie is going to come out, yeah. you know? So it's really going to be cool to see these two kind of compete back to back because oh, yeah. from the trailers of Thor Ragnarok, we know that, you know, Banner's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Hulk's going to be there. You know, we saw from the end of Doctor Strange that there's some Doctor Strange action going on. Like he's obviously talking to Thor at the end of his movie. So there's going to be a little bit of some tie in there. And, uh, you know, so they're getting together some some heavy hitters, just like Justice League is getting together some heavy hitters. So it's really cool that all these, uh, you know, ensemble films are coming out. And it's the classic battle of Marvel versus DC. Oh, yeah. Coming at it almost head to head, you know. And, you know, Ragnarok comes out in November and they drop the release date. And then they're like, oh, Justice League is going to follow right behind it. And you're like, oh, man, stepping on the toes. And Marvel's like, man, we're going to drop the Punisher the same day as, you know, Justice League just to kind of try to give them one a little back. So it's been really kind of a roller coaster of neat stuff coming out between the two companies. And we wanted to let you guys in on something very special. Oh, yeah. Let them tell them about it, El Bandito. Well, we are doing our first ever and the beginning of a whole new chapter of the Power Hour of Love. We're doing the Power Hour live. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so stoked for this. This is going to be our new format where we do the show 100% live so that you guys can call in live during the show. You can interact with us. You can leave us comments. You can you know, like what we're doing and send us likes and things. We're going to air it on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure to get over to our Facebook page at Power Hour of Love. Like us there. You know, uh, get in touch with Senior Charbol or myself. You know, 
get connected, man, because Absolutely. this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be able to comment with you guys and talk to you guys live as the show is going on. We're starting this Monday, November 20th, when we discuss Thor Ragnarok and the Justice League once both are out in theaters and oh, competing yeah. head-to-head what we think of the two films, what we think of the legacy of Marvel and DC and their epic struggle to both oust each other as the number <laughs> one superhero storytellers of all time. So we want to see you there. And from then on, every Monday night at 9 p.m., we're going to be on Facebook Live doing the Power Hour of Love Live where you can get in touch with us on our toll-free love line. That's one 844 944 love or you can drop us comments right in the comments section that we'll be able to respond to you guys so make sure to tune in for that and we hope to see you all there oh man yeah i can't wait man that's gonna be so cool man but man i'm just chomping at the bit to get back into these indie games that we want to talk about man absolutely let's roll in let's do it man all right man well hey we've talked about it a lot on past power hour shows but guess what man we're going to talk about it some more because <laughs> we love it. Yeah, we know you people haven't heard enough about it yet. Come on. <laughs> we got you, If you haven't guessed yet, we're talking about Friday the 13th, the game. Absolutely, man. Now, we can't help but talk about this, not just because it's a kick-ass fucking game, but because they are constantly still coming out with more new awesome stuff. Oh, and yeah. they gave us a roadmap to outline the rest of the season, the awesome stuff that they were going to put out. And now they just put out a revised roadmap where they're putting out more stuff. <laughs> Dude, I love it. You know, And a really special thing there, too, is some of the stuff they put out is completely free. Yeah, you know? so can't that's stop. very special. Won't stop. <laughs> <You know? laughs> These guys are just going for it. And, yeah, you're absolutely right, man, you know. Uh, on DLC so far, I think I've spent about four dollars. Exactly. You know, and I got a you know you get the free new Jason, the free new Jarvis <laughs> map. I mean, these guys are just rocking it, and they're paying so much homage. And the Halloween costume thing. Oh, so good! I spent two dollars on that. It's like the best two dollars I ever spent, man. I got the Chad in a Cobra Kai <laughs> uniform. Like all the costumes are straight up eighties Halloween costumes. Oh, so good. So yeah. the one guy, Kenny, who's like the Puerto Rican looking guy yeah. or whatever. He looks like Eric Estrada from chips. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. And everybody's, you know, playing the game with us. And they're like, dude, look at this guy in his Reno 911 costume. And I'm just like, Oh, you millennials, you don't get it. So, oh, it's, so quaint. You know? Oh, it's so funny, man. You know, and like you said, it's just great stuff. You know, they're advanced in the game you know they just recently updated tommy jarvis yep yeah yeah and he really is pretty badass now oh yeah tell you know? about it man because i know they were talking about just making it so he wasn't afraid of dead bodies mm-hmm. you know because that nope. was just one thing that was like well he's supposed to be like the hero guy you know shows yeah. up with a shotgun and stuff and then he's like oh no what happened here yeah. or he'd show up and be like i gotta get out of here but no he's supposed to help the other counselors exactly so they they changed his actual dialogue in the game so when he appears he's like i gotta go help the others yes you know? exactly <laughs> and they also started him off with a, a health spray mm-hmm. which is great and a pocket knife so if jason grabs him he can stab them you know kind of one free getaway with the pocket knife or he can disable a trap in front of the fuse box or whatever but my favorite kind of change that they made to tommy jarvis is that he gains bonus experience points if he dies 
while other counselors near him are still alive. Yes. So yes, basically, if he's helping people, if he's a points. martyr, and while <laughs> others can try to get away, he will gain bonus XP. And if he just leaves on his own, he gets just regular booty XP. You know? Exactly, man. It's it's great. You know, they're listening to the fans. Yeah. You know, they're putting in stuff, letting people try it out, listening to the feedback. Like you said, new Jasons coming, new counselors, new clothes. New game modes are even they're 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 hinting at that you know they're they're going to even advance on what you can do in the game. So that's pretty absolutely cool. man. Yeah, one one of the really cool things I like is that they're adding a single player mode with yes. single player challenges. Yeah, and they're saying they're going to have like offline bots so that like you can practice playing as Jason because that's <laughs> one thing that's like man, you get to play as Jason so few and far between. Half the time you do, you're like, all right, what am I doing? What yeah, exactly, you? <laughs> you have to refamiliarize yeah. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it looks like now they're going to add two new counselors before the end of the year oh yeah um which is cool you know because last time when they first put it out it just said new counselors yeah. but now they're specifying it's two new counselors that's cool. they're putting two new jasons which Ooh. is awesome i still got my fingers crossed and my x for freaking jason x i want to see oh, some jason x. they also added some new clothing packs towards the end of the year which i assume is probably going to be maybe some winter clothes that would be oh um, yeah, yeah but it might be like some christmas stuff yeah, you know that would or be something. funny yeah the ugly uh, sweaters <laughs> yeah yeah you know some uh i'd like to see tiffany in a little uh, elf costume there or something you go. that'd be yeah. cute yeah. yeah it looks like they've got two new maps coming out before the end of the Ooh. year and uh a whole new game mode That's which cool. uh, like there's not a super ton of information on but it's going to be called what now paranoia all right, so it's going to be called Paranoia, and we're thinking it's going to be based on perhaps one of the counselors actually helping Jason oh, yeah. to try to achieve his goals. And you got to try to oust them, you know, so you figure out who, who who's, uh, you know, who's got it in for you, you know. So um, definitely, man, I think it's going to be really cool. And, um, yeah, you know, like you said, just so much stuff coming down. Um, you know, like I said, they're giving so much stuff away for free. Yep. You know, it, it, it's such a great deal. It was on sale for Halloween. Yeah. You know, it was like uh, 50% off, so it was only 20 bucks. So, yeah, if you guys didn't jump on. But Steven Stillman, for $40, all the stuff that they're putting into this game, it's, mm-hmm. it's very, if you're a horror fan, you need to play it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, no doubt, man. I know Trek Life hit me up, and he was all uh, hitting me up on Steam like, bro. It's on sale. I think I'm going to have to buy me this Friday the 13th game. Oh, and I'm like, do it. So if he got it, watch for me, bro. I'm going to come play with you. There you go, <laughs> man. There you go. There's another horror game out there that's making making it some some waves. And that's, uh, you know, we can't talk about Friday the 13th without talking about Dead by Daylight. Absolutely, man. Yeah, a lot of people say these are pretty comparable games, you know, in terms of what's going on in the game. But... uh you know, Dead by Daylight has, while they say the game is a little not as all-encompassing as Friday the 13th is, it really kind of has its own edge in the market by introducing all sorts of horror icons. Why don't you oh, tell us yeah. about it? Man, you know, they kind of really blew the gates off with this one when they brought in Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it is Michael Myers. They call him The Shape. They all have, like, code names and stuff yeah. like that. But it also had his music. So, you know, he's official, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, yeah, so you, the one thing that's cool about Dead by Daylight is you can pick to play as the killer. Nice. So, it's like, it's not a, it's not random, which I do like that in Friday the 13th. But it, sometimes it's cool that you can just be like, you know, I want to be Michael Myers right now. So, then next they introduced Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. They had already had a character called the Hillbilly, and he was kind of like just like an upgraded version of the Hillbilly. So, that wasn't as impressive. Mm. But, man, 
for Halloween, they really dug deep, man, and they introduced Freddy Krueger oh, into the uh, Dead by Daylight <laughs> universe. So, yeah, now Freddy's running around there slashing up, you know, these uh, these survivors, as they call them. But, you know, the thing with Dead by Daylight, like you said, it's not like you're playing a Nightmare on Elm Street game. You're playing this thing where you're trying to restart generators and escape through these big locked doors. It's kind of like if you got brought into hell and, right. like, you're pitted against these you know, evil guys, you know, it's not like you're in their world. Like they might have a map or something, but Mm -hmm. it's still, if you were to play, you'd see that it's not like Friday the 13th where you're like, you're playing a Friday the 13th game. Yeah. Yeah. You're like in a Friday the 13th (laughs) movie. Exactly. So, I mean, that's definitely where Friday the 13th has a leg up, but like you Mm -hmm. said, just being able to play as those other you know, horror franchise, you know, icons. Yeah, yeah. icons. There you go. <laughs> you know, people I know are really giving it a lot of praise. And same thing. It's just got that, um, it's, it's, uh, four versus one. So there's four survivors and one villain. So it's okay. not as big as Friday the 13th either. So, like I said, there's, just, you know, there's pluses to each, you know, but like I definitely prefer Friday the 13th over Dead by Daylight, but. That's that. That's for each individual horror fan to decide. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with getting both of these games sure. and rocking both of them, man. Because you, it's a little bit of a different experience with both. You know, where the Friday the Thirteenth is like everybody you talk to is like, dude, this feels like being in the movie. Oh, you know, yeah. but Dead by Daylight is more like this feels like being in a game with these characters, you know, <laughs> which exactly. is, you know, that's what we've been used to for all these years. So, sure. I mean, kudos to Gun Media, who produces the Friday the 13th game for really capturing the essence of a world, oh, you know, yeah. but they, kudos to Dead by Daylight to doing that fan service of just getting all the baddies together oh, and yeah. making a romp, you know, it would be really awesome if like you could fight the bad guys like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like if you could have the bad guys fight each other so who knows that might be a future you know dead by daylight enhancement but um it is dead by daylight is made by the guys who did left for dead nice so that will probably give you an idea of like how some of the mechanics work yeah and yeah stuff like yeah that. left for dead is freaking awesome man that's dude that's like every three days on my xbox it's like dude did you buy a uh, left for dead 2 i'm like this yeah, came out like 10 years ago yeah i bought left for dead 2 what the hell are you thinking xbox <laughs> that's know? funny man but i love that it's always still 1999 yeah. It's, it's never like it's cheap or nothing. They're just like, hey, did you buy this yet? Because this shit's the jam. I'm like, yeah, I, I got it, Xbox. Thanks. And just because <laughs> that company wants you to know that they created this game, do you remember the 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 army guy with like the, the smoke? Bill, you know, for, dude. B- Bill yeah. is in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> That's so. awesome, man. All right. I'm definitely going to have to grab this Dead by Daylight now. Check it I've had out, a couple man. people tell me, like, dude, you should get over and check it out, you know? Yeah, it's, wor- it's worth seeing. You know, definitely. I know it's like same thing. It goes on sale and stuff like that. And I think it is only, I think it does retail for 20 bucks. So if it is on sale, it's only 10. So, hey, man, it's it's worth checking out. Totally awesome, man. But yeah, they had a couple of other exciting games that came out during the Halloween sale that they had over at Steam oh. where we were able to pick up a couple of other really cool indie games, man, that we're sure most of you guys haven't heard about that we want to tell you about on the other side of another quick break we're going to do. But don't worry, because this is an epic break where we're going to give you the most podunky of podunk news as we tell you about the wacky world that we live in. Podunk News. Oh, man, well, I got some crazy stuff to tell you about on this podunk news. Oh, oh, man, all right. What do we got? I love this when you just find these bizarre stories of things. All right, tell us what's up. All right. 
So a man used a water gun to rob a bank recently. Wow. Okay. So not even an airsoft gun. Didn't didn't want to spend the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. I take yeah. it he just got one of those water guns from Walmart, yeah. painted it black, yeah, and went in and robbed a bank. Have you even seen a a, a water gun that looks like a real gun lately? No, they look like <laughs> laser pistols. Yeah, and yeah, like big bubbly space guns or something. What a knucklehead! All right, but I guess he got you know he he attempted to rob a bank. I don't know if he got any money, but he was definitely apprehended. Okay, and I guess one of his things was it was like oh well, it was just a water gun so it wasn't really like a deadly weapon right well that judge was not hearing any <laughs> of that trash and he was sentenced to 10 years in prison oh man for what he you know for for trying to did, you know did you catch where the story was from i wish i would have okay. you know, i i think it was like in ohio or something okay. like that so it was in like the midwest because i was gonna say a lot of those uh three strike your out states like they have a lot of those laws where it's like even if you put your hand in your pocket to make your finger like a gun, like the person you're assaulting in their mind, you're assaulting them with a gun. Oh my God. So they're like, yeah, dude, you get gun charges for that. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's like legit. You know? yeah. It's like people aren't messing around. I think this guy thought that was like his fallback was that he's like, well, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a real gun. You remember airheads where they put the taco sauce? Yeah. <laughs> Like little mini electric Uzi water gun. Oh, dude, hell yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what did they get? What, I think it was like, what, three years and they got off? Well, like, they, they got uh, like probation or yeah, something. Yeah. And I think they got like, yeah, like you said, like maybe 18 months of jail yeah. time or something. You're like, yeah, right, nowadays, man. Yeah, you'd be locked up for a real long. Remember they did their their album was called Live from Prison or something <laughs> like that. It was right at the very end. They're in the oh, Great movie. If you guys haven't seen Airheads. That's old school, yeah. man. That was when Adam Sandler was at his finest back yes. there. You know, some Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like right after like Encino Man, Brendan yeah. Fraser. Like that was very much before the Mummy or any of yeah, those other. Yeah, yeah, this flicks. is like ninety three or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> fun but, stuff. But yeah, he definitely. Uh, this guy, um, ten years in prison though, man. I mean, hey, all you kids at home, don't screw around. Don't pretend to have guns. <laughs> Not man. in this age. I mean, especially with everything going on. Yeah, it's. He's definitely the Lone Ranger of uh, <laughs> of this nice. story. Nice. But here's a real cool one. Kimberly Morris of North Carolina is being dubbed the luckiest lady. Oh, is she on a date with me? You know, maybe that would make her even more lucky. But, man, she bought two scratch-off lottery tickets from two different locations. Okay. Get this. One was worth... Ten thousand dollars. Nice. I, I mean, I usually get like a buck or a free ticket. ticket. Yeah, free ticket. free ticket. I don't know if maybe she's buying like those like twenty or fifty dollar scratch offs. Yeah, so maybe... ten grand is pretty sweet though. <laughs> but then get this, she you know she did that and she went and bought one somewhere else and she scratched off and won a million dollars. I don't, nice. even, I don't even think I've ever even seen one that says it is <laughs> Those are definitely money. like the $20, $25 tickets, man. Oh, yeah, man. So I guess she went to the you know capital yeah, of North yeah. Carolina, and she decided to take the payout for both, which, which got her about $400,000 on the payout. <sighs> so that's so. pretty nice for the, you know, 
uh, 50, 60 bucks she spent for tickets that day. I mean, so definitely, you know, she's being dubbed the luckiest lady. I mean, I know the odds on those tickets, those yeah. scratchers are like Yeah, and to bang so out bad. two in the same day. Dude, that is nuts, man. Yeah, she might, she might have like some kind of almanac or something from yeah. the future. I can tell you this, like her karma's going to swing back hard. I don't want to be anywhere near this lady. Yeah, you know? so Kimberly Morris, you know, stay away from her. There's Yeah, yeah. It's, I know I know some people up there in Charlotte, man. I'm going to tell them. I'll be like, watch out for this lady, man. You know, I think there's even like a DC villain that's like, you know, she's like super lucky, but then like <laughs> bad stuff happens to everybody else, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's like she has all the luck, but then every, like you said, everybody around her. So. Uh, dude, it, I, I saw this great episode of Supernatural written by Ben Edlin, the guy who created The Tick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And they have a lucky rabbit's foot. Okay. And when you get it, you will have the most amazing luck in the universe. But as soon as you lose it, if someone else picks it up and takes it or you lose it, uh-huh. then like it will do everything it can to kill you. Oh my god. You know? <laughs> like you're just so unlucky. Like a guy kills himself with like a spatula. You know? Wow. It's like hilarious and like super messed up. But yeah, karma's gonna swing Kimberly Morris's way. So watch out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm definitely gonna have to check out that supernatural show. It sounds like it's definitely some good call a cthulhu material right there. <laughs> it's definitely pretty fun man yeah and the mythos of gothic horror like yeah. it's very very well done so cool well hey some people might call uh this place a gothic horror you know some people <laughs> really want to step foot in some of these they're, they're closing all around the comp all around the country but hey gamestop has revealed a new rent the game plan Oh, okay. So, so it's a and it's like a system that they're putting into their stores. Okay. And what it is is you pay sixty dollars a month. I mean, I'm sorry, sixty dollars for six months, and you could literally go in and rent any of the used games off the wall. Okay, but when you say that, like, do they have to pay an additional fee to rent it? No, it's you six... just go in there and trade them in whatever you want. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, you get for six months. You can go in there. I mean, every day if you want to go in there and trade out whatever game you have, yeah. you're good. At the end of the six months, you get to keep whatever game you have last. Now, wow. I don't know if that means you can run in there and get like yeah. the latest game, or if there's <laughs> a limit on when it. You know, like maybe like it says, you know. Uh, any used games, but it, I'm sure there's probably a little asterisk. So it's like, yeah. oh, you know, new game or new new releases have to be out for a month or something. I, I can tell you what's going to happen. A lot of games are going to suddenly be pre-owned yeah. that aren't eligible. They're like, oh, that's pre-owned, man. That's <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. I'm sure there's some loophole. there's some catch because sixty yeah. bucks is mega cheap for like the freaking. Oh, stick up robbers that are freaking GameStop, man. You know it, man. But it's like, I guess they're, I mean, they are trying to hang on. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, you know, with Steam and all yeah. these other options, even yeah. Xbox where you could just download yeah. your game, you know, it's really hurting this company. So they're mm. like, even even Walmart and Amazon are just yeah. kicking they're, their go, they're going the way of Blockbuster, man. Yeah. So they're going to see what they can do. I mean, like you said, it's it's interesting, but we really have, we're going to have to read some of the fine print on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because I I have a feeling that like, I mean you are you know how it is when you go to turn in a game to GameStop you're like I bought this sixty dollar game yesterday I literally played the whole thing it was only a ten hour game <laughs> so I came and returned it they're like we'll give you seven bucks oh it's terrible like, what the fuck man <laughs> it's bad like I mean there's even a thing on their website that you can go and look and see how much the game will be worth so now you don't even mm-hmm. like waste your time yeah like you know yeah. I was like oh let me see and like I like some I had like a whole collection of different games and I was like this can be like. 
ten dollars. Like, no, I'll just keep it. Yeah. I'll sell it on eBay or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I had them tell me yeah. one time they're gonna be a dollar for a game. I oh was like, dude, gosh. get out of here, man. And they're gonna put it up on the shelf for twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. some bastards, man. Well, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, kudos to them for hanging on as long as they did. But I know I stopped going there a long time ago. And yep. <laughs> I'm not gonna be sad to see them go. I can say that. But hey, if you're a fan of the GameStop, get down there and. Get your pre-orders in and try out this new rent to get. You know, I saw this online. It said rent the game system. I was like, that's kind of cool. We'll go rent me a PS4. Oh, there Check you it go. Out. But no, it's like you, it's a system for renting games. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Remember? Do you remember Blockbuster used to let you do that? Oh yeah, rent you, games. You, no, rent a game system. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the whole you, system. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, that's freaking great. You used to have yeah. to put down like pretty much like like I remember I rented a an N64. Mm-hmm. And you had to put down like a hundred dollar deposit, like you gotcha. know, because yeah, they wanted to make sure you weren't going to just run. You know, they were going to at yeah, least get yeah. some money from you. Yeah. But um, yeah, like they Blockbuster used to do that where you could rent the system. <laughs> it was it was cool. Heck yeah, man! All right, well that's going to wrap it up for some Podunk news. We're going to get right back to telling you about these rocking indie games. Oh man, like I got to talk about this game I've been playing, man. And it what's really cool is the original game, you know, it's a series. Uh-huh. And the original game you can play on Congregate. Like, you know, that's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But, you know, it, it it's uh, it's kind of coming to legend now because everyone's just like, wow, this game's so fucking weird. But it's cool at the same time. You're kind of like, it's very, very neat. The name <laughs> of the game is Lakeview Cabin. Okay. If you guys haven't caught on yet, like I'm a big horror fan, (laughs) you know, even in my video games, Resident Evil 7, great game, Lakeview Cabin, great game, Friday the 13th, great game. Well, Lakeview Cabin's very different from any of those other games, all right? Mm -hmm. What it is, is it's set like a old school, like 8-bit platformer. Okay. And uh, it's done with the pixeled graphics and stuff like that. And the whole thing of the first game is you're on this little kind of like island that would be like a a cat has a couple cabins on it. And you're kind of just walking around and it really gives you no you know, instructions. Like you're kind of just wandering <laughs> around going into the different cabins. You can open the drawers. You find like hammers and stuff. And okay. you're like, Oh, here, I'm going to pick up a hammer. And then you start hitting like other things and it breaks shit. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. So you start breaking shit and you, you know, you can go, you take a dump, you know, you just, you do all, it's a, it's very sandbox like. Okay. Yeah. But then like, you know, maybe like on the second, like, you know, it gets dark outside, you go lay down, go to sleep and stuff. You do all stuff like that. But like on like the second or third night, suddenly this like monster comes and like starts attacking you like evil dead style you know so you're like fuck where did i put that axe where did i put that shotgun you know you're kind of just running around trying to find it and usually most of the time the thing just kills you and then you have to restart but the whole thing is is it's so it's like a sandbox boss fight like you're kind of like trying to figure out different ways to kill this thing and it becomes really fun okay you're kind of like wow this is neat like i want to try to do it this way this you know because eventually you figure it out yeah i gotcha there's a little there's a little surprise in it that's really kind of fucked up that like i'm not gonna spoil for any of our just go out there and play it and you're probably gonna send me a bunch of messages and be like Charbo, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? <laughs> but it, it, it's it's neat. Like it's kind of like dude, whoever you know, whoever put this game together, they were like, I have a I have an idea, and they're like, I'm just gonna do it, and mm-hmm. I don't care what people say. But people have really dug into it, and they, it got really popular on Congregate and stuff like that. So the guy who made the game was like, 
I'm going to make a whole series. Nice. You know, I don't want to just make one or two games. I'm going to make, because it, it's essentially based on Friday the 13th. Sure. But he's like, shit, I want to do one for like, you know, Texas Chainsaw. I want to do one for Halloween. Okay. You know, I want to do a, a, you know, a space movie one. stuff. Yeah. It's almost kind of like how we were talking about like, with like Don't Escape. Like they yeah. kind of, he took the same formula, but re-engineered it to kind of make all these different games. Yeah, yeah. So what he did is he, you know, now, you know, being prepared, he makes these new games, but he puts them out on Steam where he can make a little bit of money. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then he puts them out, but they're put into a whole collection. So when you buy the one thing, you get these different games. So in the Lakeview Cabin collection, you go as these uh, uh, characters and you go into the movie theater and you get to pick which movie you want to go to. Nice. And that's the game nice. that you're going into. So then that like opens up into the the world and you start playing this like platformer where you, like, you kind of just you kind of just figure out what you're doing. There's really no instructions. But okay. like that's kind of once you get it, you're like, all right, cool. I'm just going to fool around until I figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where you exploration is key. Yeah. You know, I, I know earlier you kind of mentioned like Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And like that was like that too. You, once you realized, wait a minute, like there is a story here and mm-hmm. I know they want me to get something, but I'm just going to kind of do what I want. Yeah, yeah. The, the point being <laughs> that that sort of game that's like, what am I supposed to do? Oh, whatever I want. Exactly. (laughs) I can just do whatever. And that's cool because, you know, traditionally an 8-bit boss fight would be like you have to watch for their kind of tell of what it is that, like, is going to be the one thing that leaves them defenseless for a moment and then you can attack them or whatever. But this sounds like the whole object of it is to create your own way yes. to defeat this boss, you know, which exactly. is really a pretty unique formula for a game. Hell yeah. And, you know, you get a couple different... The 8-bit ca- game, especially. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you get a couple characters. So if one of your guys gets killed, you're mm. not, not immediately done. Like, you, as long as nice. the other guys have survived, you might be able to kind of still pull through but then sometimes they'll throw a surprise at you and be like who the fuck was that guy <laughs> now why did he where how did what did i do that triggered that guy to come yeah yeah like one thing i really like not to spoil anything but when you're playing the texas chainsaw massacre one like you know that it's got the whole thing it's got the gas station it's got the house it's got the slaughterhouse and shit uh-huh. and like man when you go through those rooms like it's always random like every time you play the game, so it's never the same. So you really can't even come down with like, a, oh, I've got a pattern because you got to be on your toes and figuring it out. But luckily they have this button that you can put that you can kind of peek into the next room mm-hmm. without alerting the other character, you know, the bad guys nice. that you're in there. So it does give you a little a little leg up. I had to look that up online. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to be doing in this game? So if you guys do play Lakeview Cabin, if you do have to go maybe watch like a YouTube video, do not feel bad like <laughs> unless you're just going to drive yourself batshit crazy or hey you know what if you guys want to do shoot us a message and maybe we could help you out heck yeah we'll tell you all about it you can hit us up on powerhourlove at gmail.com over on our facebook page you can call us 1-844-944-LOVE that's 5683 that's a 24-hour toll-free number it doesn't cost you a dime to call it from anywhere in the country and you can leave us a, a recorded message we'll get it We'll play it here on the air if you'd like, but we'll definitely get a response to you if you give us some way to get back in touch with you, or we'll at least talk about it on the air and uh, and and give you your answers, man. Because hell, yeah. hell, that's what we're all about is getting in touch with you guys, you and know. we definitely want you to touch us. 
<laughs> Absolutely, El Bandito. And hey, man, you know, why don't you tell them about a game you've been playing lately? Absolutely, man. Now, see, I'm not much of a, of a horror game fan, but obviously this <laughs> Friday the 13th sucked me in, and I got sucked into the great community it has of horror fans, and they put me on to a new game where some people I never even met before, <laughs> you know, are just like, dude, come and play this other random game with us, you know? And I'm like, man, what an awesome community, you know? Hell yeah. So it was free to play, and it's free to play right now, you know, and it's normally like a $20 game. So if you're sitting on ass at home and you got Steam, man, go and look up Deceit. Oh, man, I've heard about this one. This one sounds pretty creepy. Heck yeah, man. Now, I liked this a lot because it's a very cerebral game. Oh. Okay, the whole object behind it is that you, it's like a first person shooter, right? Okay. But you wake up in a room with uh, a bunch of other people. And one third of your party has been infected with a terror virus. Oh shit! Okay, right? okay. So now you re you wake up and you're like locked in a room where you have to escape a series of rooms. I think it's like four or five different rooms, you know. And sometimes you're outside and you're like caged. Sometimes you're in a building and you're in little locked rooms. Oh, sometimes you're like trailers and you have to actually run outside between one trailer to the other. Oh. You know, sometimes it's floors of a building, you know. That's so cool. So they have some pretty innovative uh, level designs. But each time what you're trying to do is you're trying to escape. You know, and you start with a little handgun, and you have a little knife, and you can find different supplies like fuses to plug into fuse boxes okay. and help keep the power going and stuff like that. Or what you can do is you end up being one of the infected people. Oh, shit. Right? Okay, okay. When you're one of the infected people, it turns out that the other players don't know you're infected. Ooh. So this is where the deceit comes in. Okay. You have okay. to pretend to be helping the rest of the people <laughs> while secretly like stealing, hiding, or destroying like the fuses and tools that will help them discover who's infected and oh, stuff like great. that. So like they have a camera and if they flash you with a camera like they can get a sense of whether or not you're infected or they they literally have a detector that's oh. like a little like doo 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 like a PKE oh, meter man. and it'll tell you you're infected <laughs> but like you can as a player can uh, find those objects first and then keep them on your inventory and just be like oh I never saw the scanner oh, I don't know great. what happened to it you know and the coolest part about it is that eventually if these fuses don't get plugged in uh, whatever area you're in, the lights will black out. Oh, shit. Okay. And when it blacks out, the infected have the opportunity to transform into the terror entity. You oh, know? that's awesome. Yeah. So now you're a monster. Yeah, it's basically like a zombie-looking monster who has like a, a hinge draw like a snake that opens in four directions. You know, oh, you like swallow man. people. Oh, shit. But you okay. can only turn into the terror... If you've consumed enough of these blood bags that are hanging on IVs like around the stages, you know? Okay, okay. So you have to, like, you don't just wait for this time. Like, you right. have to collect uh, collectibles as well. Okay. Yeah, you have to be doing that uh, and yeah. throwing people off and trying to shut down their show, oh, you know? Man. But here's, here's what's really cool about it. Only the infected people can interact with the blood bag. Okay. So if okay. someone sees you grab it, they're like, dude, that guy's infected. <laughs> oh, know? man. Okay. So okay. you got to do it on the sly and be stealthy and everything like that. And, okay. Okay. Here's the last really cool thing that made this game fucking super cool. We have commented a lot on the Friday the 13th communications. Yes. How the, you know, you have to be within like 30 feet of a character to be able to actually hear them mm -hmm. or get a walkie talkie or something like that. Well, in this game, when you're 
a regular player, you can talk across any distance. Okay. You know? So kind of okay. classic yeah, yeah, yeah. comms thing, you know? And you can talk to everybody, even the infected people, because okay. the whole point is you think they're just a regular player. Sure, yeah, you know? they're trying to throw you off. Yeah. But the infected people can press a different button uh-huh. and talk to just the infected players. Oh, that's So that cool. just the infected players can formulate a plan on their own of how to like screw over everybody else, you know? <laughs> get the lights turned out, turn into terrors, and then start killing each other, you know? And once they start killing each other, this is the other really cool like aspect of it. it when you if you turn into a terror uh-huh. and you kill someone like they're they're dead you okay yes yeah, so they're done they're yeah but you know once the lights come back on like you turn back into a regular person oh, and if okay. no one saw you change either time like no one knows it was you you gotcha, know gotcha. so you just got to play it off like oh who was the terror i, I think it was jeff or whatever yeah, you, you know? start playing the blame game yeah exactly <laughs> and like while you're doing that you can accost someone and just shoot another player, you uh-huh. know, and it will down them. And each player will have the opportunity to attack them. Yes. And if enough people attack them, they're technically voted out yeah. and are killed. You know? I remember when, when this game first came out, I think that was getting a lot of plus that people really liked that. It had like that voting off the island kind of yeah, scenario. Yeah. And yeah. dude, some games you jump in, they do that right away. Oh they're my just gosh. like, dude, we think it's Jeff. And they go over, bah, 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 oh everybody kills gosh. Jeff and he's gone. You know? Got you're some just like, whoa. Werewolves of uh, Miller's Hollow going Oh on. man, you know it, dude. Because like people will show up and they'll immediately start being like i think it's this guy and i think it's that guy because of this and he didn't say something right away like he does every other game and you know you're trying to lie and oh, find your way around and and man okay we'd be remiss if i didn't mention the one thing that just utterly sucks about this game what's that it doesn't work with the xbox controller or oh, any controller no. i shouldn't say the xbox <laughs> any controller you know oh, okay um so i downloaded uh, some joystick app or something yeah. and it lets you button map it but even still, it's like it's button mapping a mouse to the joysticks. Yeah. So it really didn't play well with the controller gotcha. as a first person shooter. And then I don't play first person shooters on PC like ever. Yeah. So I tried to do that for like a minute and was like, nope, like that's, I'm just going to get obliterated. Yeah. So that kind of really stunk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be probably a much better experience if you could have done, yeah, if it would have been more fluid. Yeah. Yeah. And they've kind of commented that they may, you know, work on that or introduce that. But dude, the graphics are stellar. Their, their Halloween stuff was really cool where, like, <laughs> as you go around the levels, you can collect candy. Oh, that's Like, funny. that's just randomly put around, you know, like a gummy bears or a yeah. candy corn or whatever. And for each thing of candy you collect, you get bonus points for whether you survive or die oh, or cool. turn into a terror or whatever. And then once the level's complete, it gives you, like, a separate score for how much Halloween score you got or whatever ah, you know? gotcha, and gotcha. uh and then you would earn different costume perks or abilities or gun styles and things like that uh based on on your on your halloween score so the halloween thing is is continuing on into november i think all the way to the oh, 15th cool. yes yeah, so, you know? yeah they're so, letting, it, letting it really ride out yeah, yeah yeah so while the game's free to play they're they're gonna they're gonna let you rock this halloween thing and i have to say like it's a lot of fun. It was really pretty wild, man. So I would definitely be like, it's free to play right now. There's no reason not to go and download this and, and at least check it out and see what you think. Well, I think El Bandito, with your explanation of it, I have to say, deceit. It's not just a clever name. <laughs> no doubt, man. It's what the game is absolutely all about, man. So super cool. But if you guys 
love getting together with people online, then these indie games, these indie communities are where you guys can do it. Whether that's Steam, Xbox, PS4, you know, on some Nintendo thing somewhere, <laughs> on Congregate, whatever it is, you know, if you like coming together and getting together with other people, man, these are the places to do it. But if you still need a little bit of that live action human interaction, we're going to tell you about some awesome events and awesome ways to get together with people in your community right now with a little bit of events. I said, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah, man. You know, definitely. I got an awesome event to tell everybody about. The uh, Down in Fort Lauderdale, man. Joey Image, you know, he is the old drummer for the Misfits, like back yeah. in like 1980. Yeah. You know, he's been rocking out with a bunch of bands around Florida and stuff like that. You know, but unfortunately, just recently we learned that he uh, did get cancer. Oh, so, man. But, you know, he's not letting cancer kick his ass. He's going to kick cancer's ass. Nice. By, but they're putting on the Joey Image Cancer Benefit. Nice. So this is taking place at the Poor House in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> You know, uh, it's a $10 donation for admission, you know? All right. <laughs> so uh, definitely, you know, definitely go down there, you know, throw, throw uh, Joey Image some bucks. It kicks off at 9 p.m. It's also featuring some other great Florida acts, such as Dave Razor, who does acoustic punk rock. Nice. I'm sure that's got to be a, <laughs> an act to see. That's Absolutely. Gonna, that's going to kick off the night. Then you have Swearwolf. You know, uh, Port St. Lucie's own. Absolutely. Then you got the, uh, we, we also have the uh, West Palm Beach Rockers Killed by Florida. <laughs> nice. Got a group called The Dogs. I'm not Very too cool. familiar with them, but I'm sure they probably rocking, you know. Yeah. Then you have The X-Rays featuring Joey Image. Nice. He's going to play at his own benefit, dude. That That's the guy who ain't letting that shit keep him down right there. You know it, man. Yeah, Joey's definitely an awesome dude. You know, I hear he's very social with people on, uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So definitely go over there, shoot him a like. Even if you can't make the event, I'm sure they've got a um, donate donate button you know, or something on there. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah, and if you get down there, man, and you're checking out this lineup of awesome bands, dude, you know. Ten, 10 bucks for a donation that's that's always recommended man oh if yeah. you want to drop them you know 20 bucks man you want to be a baller sure. and go drop them a hundo man go and do it like you know spread some love you know and show the rest of the world that we're not going to let these things keep us down man you know it man and you know we all you know we all know joey image from his time with the misfits so i mean if you want to make it a real misfits weekend you could definitely check out Michael Graves at the Brew 772 in Stewart this upcoming Friday and then go down and support Joey on Saturday. So, I mean, man, you could really make a whole weekend out of this. Absolutely, man. It sounds like a rocking good time. And, uh, you know, don't miss out. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Definitely. Just go out there, support. And like we said, there's definitely some great Florida acts playing, too. So, you know, they might have some cool albums or something, so bring a couple extra bucks, man. And who knows? I don't know what the deal is for the show. Who knows? Maybe everything they make, they're giving over to Joey. So definitely go down there, support, and tell them the Power Hour sent you. Absolutely, man. But all right, real quick, I've got one last and final indie game oh, to tell yeah. all you exciting people about. This one I'm rocking over on the Xbox One. Now, this is an indie game that popped off with a Kickstarter all the way back in 2012. Wow. Yeah, so here it is five years later, and this game is kicking ass, man. Like, I would say that this is the one game out of all the ones we're talking about that 
I'm saying it's in the AAA status right now. Awesome. What is it? The studio that produces it, Frontier, like originally was like, we can't scrape up the money to do it, man. Oh, man. Okay. So they did their Kickstarter, and that junk blew up, and now Frontier is doing really well, and they're putting out DLC for it. They've got two or three DLC packs already. They've got special editions of it on Xbox and all sorts of stuff, man. But I'm talking about the really, really incredibly astonishing Elite Dangerous. Oh, man. You know, I know I've seen some screenshots from you and Party Man Will on this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even though I'm not much into like the, you know, spaceship simulators and so I know there's probably more to it than that. <laughs> but like just the visuals. Yes. Like, look awesome. And and that's why I describe it the way that I do, because it is visually one of the most stunning games I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's it's accuracy and detail for what it's created is mind boggling. I mean, these, these people at Frontier have gone way out of their way to represent our actual universe within this game uh, using information from the uh, National Star Registry wow. and NASA to simulate not only existing planetary and stellar bodies, but also use a sort of randomizing algorithm based on theories that they have based on things that they've seen in real life to create a realistic vision of what our galaxy could actually be. Man, that's pretty awesome. Dude, it is insane. And I'll tell you, like, the link up with the National Star Registry is pretty amazing. If you know anyone who's bought a star, uh-huh. you know, the theory goes you can go to that star in the game and find <laughs> your friend's name there. You know? That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. But also, too, like I said, all of the stellar bodies are built around actual NASA information mm-hmm. and having binary stars, like stars that are in a star or in a solar system with another star. Yeah. So it's like stars orbiting stars and all this other like banana stuff that I never really thought of, <laughs> you know, or like real things. And they've yeah. put them in the game. And uh, when you approach them and you see these things, uh, you're kind of in a spaceship and it is like a flight simulator. Um, so you land in little spaceports and on planets and shit like that. Sure. And that's really cool. But nothing compares to like, going warp speed and just dropping into some random system that has like a white dwarf star. Oh, and it's okay. like just these two like tornado like funnels of white light emanating from a very small white star and it illuminates your whole cockpit and everything. And it is just stunning and beautiful. And you have this moment where you're like, wow, like I have seen into the eyes of the God and stand before it and all. And then your console starts sparking and sparks shoot out and all these alarms go off. Oh, and you realize that like it's also super hot and going to kill you if you keep just flying at it like an idiot. <laughs> Turn now. You know? That's so, awesome. It's really fun, but you know, when I started off in the game, you know, yes, Party Man will put me onto it. I've seen, you know, Trek Life over there on Steam has put 190 hours into his uh, copy of the game. Oh my so gosh. people are loving this, but they're all telling me the same thing. You're a space pilot in a sort of like super accurate depiction of space flight and landing on planets and things like that. So it does have that element of simulator like you're talking, yeah. but your whole purpose is that you are in charge of doing whatever you want, of living your own little space captain life. So you can ferry cargo or passengers back and forth and, you know, take data from one place to the other to try to earn money to buy new ships and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, this sounds like a fucking job. Why would, why, why yeah, would yeah, I do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. That sounds fucking boring, you know? But lo and behold, the whole purpose of the game is that the galaxy has been divided up into 
uh, galactic powers. Oh, okay. And every little thing you do, every piece of cargo you move from one place to the other mm-hmm. affects the power standing of each of these galactic powers. Oh, okay. So if I'm helping... Real impact. Yeah, if I'm helping one world have more supplies of food and grain and stuff like that, like now that system's... Uh, you know, overarching galactic power will gain sort of notoriety and and uh, influence over the rest of that region, and it goes on from there. And how much you want to participate in that overarching galactic empire is up to you. I mean, you can literally sign up for their army and go <laughs> do like army stuff with them. Wow! You know, but a lot of the game is about you just being a solo guy carving out your own life in space. And what really makes it cool isn't like ferrying cargo and shit like that. It's buying a badass ship where now I can take contracts assassinating space pirates. <laughs> and there I'm you like, go. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you know that's pretty cool so, though. But like you said, it's really at your leisure. It's it what is. you, you like said. If you want to be like the Enterprise on Star Trek mm-hmm. and just explore and yes, you know, yeah, if, that's yeah. Th- that's great that you mentioned that. I didn't even think to say that. But yes, there is an exploration aspect of it where the universe is only as big as the players have explored. That's cool. Right? But it's virtually infinite in size because it's modeled after our known universe, like the actual galaxy. So as players venture to new stars on the outer reaches of this galactic uh, empire, once you get to the outskirts of it, if you discover a new star or a new planet, Mm -hmm. you're named the discoverer of it. Oh, that's cool. So you're you're immortalized in this game. Yes, your online profile is attached to that. And like for me, it would forever say D3 Chavez discovered this celestial body. And I'm like, I've discovered a lot of celestial bodies over my time. (laughs) But I have to say, I rolled into some star system the other day and and I was playing with Party Man Will. He was on my ship and we were flying around together and he was being the gunner on my ship. And we were chasing down some pirate lord and we realized that like the planet he was at was discovered by someone whose Xbox profile was Seymour Asses. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of fun to be had yeah. with this game, man. It's a lot of really cool shit. And like I said, it's probably the least indie of all the games we're mentioning, but it did start on Kickstarter. Sure. And uh, apparently, like, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say that I think this game was developed in, like, Europe or something. Really? Because, I'll... like, everyone in the game is English. They all have English accents and oh, everything, that's you know? Funny. And it's, like, very proper and everything's in kilometers and <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> a hella remarkably complex game, but once you really get a feel for it, it's so beautifully done and so personal to you, the player. Hell you know, yeah. that I, I've, I've rarely experienced anything where I really feel like I'm, I'm carving out my own unique world. Like every bit of how I play, how my ship is made, what missions I choose, what galactic empire I choose to support. I mean, everything about it is my choice. And, and it's, a, it's an amazing experience. And um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, like we're going to have to do this on a playthrough and review. Oh, yeah. So yeah. If, if anyone hasn't been over to our YouTube page to check out our playthrough and reviews where we play video games for the first time and just launch them uh right there live on youtube like get over there and check that out we did the friday the 13th game oh, you know we've, we've done the watchdogs we've done prey from bethesda you know we've done a lot of games already so get over there and check that out uh our latest one coming out is going to be wolfenstein the oh. new order oh, so yeah. we're, we're, we're taking the classic approach and we're going to do the new order first and then yep. in a month or so we're going to we're going to do the new colossus once we get that finished up 
But well, um, I do got to say, El Bandito, I could just imagine if Bethesda took that idea mm-hmm. of having the growing system yeah. and, and, and applied that to, say, like Fallout or yeah. even like a game. A in Skyrim the, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Of course, they'd have to make it where it's like the whole world is accessible yeah. or something, you know, yeah. just to make it that vast. Because I have to say, the one thing about Elite Dangerously that it, or <laughs> Dangerously, Elite Dangerous, that it doesn't uh, have in the realm of RPG is that you don't really talk to anyone. Gotcha. Like, it's all this yeah. written text, which which is fine. I don't sure, really have a sure. beef with it because I don't think I'd want to be hearing long, boring stories from people <laughs> all the time. But they have a galactic news network where you go and you can read, like, real news reports that they're writing about the galactic empires That's out there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's yeah. really intense. But, yeah, it'd be kind of nice if when you're in a starport, someone can just tell you that shit so I don't yeah. have to be, like, reading everything. Like, if I am interested, I could be like, dude, read this to me. That would be yes. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. Sounds like a great game. It you is. Know, very interesting. And, man, we, we've talked about a lot of great games today going, like you said, from the, you know, the ones that you can go and play free right now Absolutely. on Congregate all the way up to, like you said, Elite Dangerous, which, you know, uh, like you said, while it started its days in Kickstarter, man, it's got that pull of a uh, AAA title. And, man, that just goes to show you, for all of our fans out there that are developers, man, just keep going, man. Keep yeah. your dreams, man. You never know what you're going to put out there on the table, man. It might become something, you know, that's where Bethesda started. They were like, hey, we're going to do this. And yeah, yeah. Friggin now they're one of the biggest game companies out there. The so. only thing ever holding you back is you. You know, the yeah. harder you work and the more effort you put into your game, the more people are going to recognize it, love it, see it, and want to play it, man. So if you got a dream out there, now's the perfect time to be like, I'm going to chase it. You, you know, it. because we're in an era where catching dreams is more prevalent than ever, man. So we encourage all of you guys to go out there, fulfill your indie dreams, mm-hmm. support others' indie dreams, support our indie dream yes. of actually being people that someone listens to, you know, <laughs> and tune in Monday, November 20th, 9 p.m. Over at our Facebook Live, our brand new Power Hour of Live segments will be starting right then and there, where we do the same hour-long show, 100% live, yep. and on video, so you can see our beautiful, charming, handsome, delicious faces, and we'll work on getting chicks. We're sorry. But <laughs> hey, and just like how Elite Dangerous is a expanding universe that you help contribute, that's what you guys can do for the Power Hour. You know, you'll be Absolutely. there to contribute. This can be your show. This can be your stomping grounds, too, to let us know, let the world know what's the new hottest, latest, and best things for people to check out. Absolutely. You'll be able to drop comments and let us know what you think is the hottest shit out there that we're missing out on. And we'd love to hear about it, and we'd love to promote anything that you've got going on, any events, any indie games you're making, man. It's all about spreading the love, dude. So let's get out there and let's spread it. All right, El Bandito. I think that, you know, I think it's about time we get back to playing some of these indie games. What do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking so, man. I think I think Jeebus is waiting for me somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. She's probably waiting for you so you could take that, you know, stab from Jason so she can run off and get <laughs> so no So she car. can get away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. Check us out next week. And definitely, you know, Power Hour. You know, keep us live, man. We're coming soon to uh, a computer screen near you. Absolutely, man. We're invading your phones. We're invading your computers. We want to get in touch with you, and we're gonna. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great. What happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. 
with me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce. 